It's time for the Fantasy Points Podcast, brought to you by FantasyPoints.com. Top-level fantasy football and NFL betting analysis from every perspective and angle, from numbers to the film room, with a single goal to help you score more fantasy points. We are back with another episode of On the Clock. I am your host, Brett Whitefield, and we are again joined by Christopher Wecht, finishing the three-round mock draft series for the teams drafting the top 10. If you missed it, go back to yesterday's episode and listen to teams one through five. We broke it down pretty extensively. Today, we're going to jump in. But before we do, Chris, we should probably talk about the Jets Packers trade really briefly. What was your initial takeaway from that? I I thought this was a good deal for really both teams. I mean, the the Jets had to do something. I, I don't they 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 can't seem to draft quarterbacks well, so you just go out and get a very good Hall of Fame QB and drop him into a very loaded roster and you know, you see what you can do with it. I mean, if it does if it doesn't work out, you're, you know, you'll be at the top of the draft again in two years and you, you know, you try again, you start over. But I, yeah. I'm always a fan of teams taking chances at QB in particular than, than just sitting on their hands and saying we, there's nothing we can do about it. Uh, and then I think the Packers got a pretty good deal for having basically no leverage whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, Gutenkus played this perfectly. Like, the longer this went on, the more desperate the Jets were. and Right, because they want it done before the draft. Yeah, and I think he cashed in. Like, this, I don't know that this is a good trade for both teams. I think in the short term, it's good for the Jets. What if Aaron Rodgers only plays for one season? Well, I mean, yeah, I guess in that scenario, it's not great. I don't know. They haven't said much about the discussions they've had with him in terms of how long he thinks he's playing, but... I would hope they've had some discussions on that you can at least get two years out of it. Yeah, a one. If he only plays one year, then yeah, I don't see how this is. This works out for them. I mean, even if they win a Super Bowl this year, and that's it, you're just you want to walk away from the QB that won it for you, and you're and everything's done. Yeah, I just don't see them winning a Super Bowl. I guess. <laughs> I know that's what I'm saying. Even in yeah. the best case scenario, how do you right. just walk away from the QB? Yeah, it's pretty tough. I mean. The conditional first is really the thing that just makes it too much. You know, it's like 65% snap threshold, which Rodgers is going to likely hit. He he hits that in just about every year he's played. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, it, barring something crazy, some type of catastrophic injury, he's going to hit that. And you're giving up a first next year. The swap this year was really interesting because they only move up two spots, the Packers. For those that don't know the actual details, by the way, I guess we should probably disclose that. The Packers give up Aaron Rodgers. In return, they get a 2023 second-round pick, so a second-round pick this year, and then a conditional first next year if Rodgers plays 65% of the snaps. And then they also swap first-round picks this year. So the Packers move from 15 to 13. Someone had a hilarious tweet, Chris, where they were like, this is totally going to blow up in the Packers' face because the jets are going to move back to 15 it's going to cost them broderick jones and then rogers is going to get hurt and then the packers won't get a first round pick (laughs) oh man well (laughs) then it's at least a second a high second round pick yeah (laughs) 
Uh, I just thought that was funny. Yeah. Funny way of looking at it because it you could know, be I, true. That could be the player that's getting, you know, teams are jumping around for here. So, Do you think the pick swap is like so that they could just say they got two first round picks for Rodgers? It almost it no, almost the, feels that way. The the pick swap is like it's like f u money, you know. It's like, yeah. oh yeah, by the way, we also want to swap picks in the first round. And you're like, you already feel like you've been raked over the coals. It's like a fantasy trade. Sometimes that happens. You've been negotiating so long, you finally agree to a package, and then the guy throws in a little curveball at the last second, and it's like, it seems minor compared to what you just gave up. So you're like, whatever, yeah, man. whatever, man. Sure, let's do. It. You know, <laughs> and who is fourteen? I'm I'm blank. It's uh, the Patriots, right? Patriots yeah. fourteen, yeah. So presumably Packers are trying to get in front of them. I mean, receiver maybe. Well, yeah. So the, ironically, the two positions the Patriots have been tied to the most are tackle and receiver. You know, Packers need a tackle. They need a receiver. I mean, it's kind of it is. There's something to this, I think, but it is what it is. All right, let's let's jump into the mock series, though. We want to bust this out quickly but effectively jumping back in with pick number six the detroit lions chris i ran the the sim and it lined up perfectly with how we left off yesterday so <laughs> will anderson and devin witherspoon are both on the board here um just like we left off yesterday which is kind of crazy you'd have to run the sim literally 100 times i think to get that combo yeah <laughs> so um I think I, I kind of think Will Anderson is the one player they would take over Witherspoon at six right now. That's I I think it has to be Witherspoon, and yeah. I I don't. I oh, think no, you think it has is, to be Witherspoon? Oh, sorry, Anderson, and and I think this is not as unlikely as I know. You said you had to run it a ton of times to get oh, this on, on this sim. Just well, I only know that because I've done it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does feel like though that that's becoming more and more likely with the closer we get to Thursday. There's there's a legit pathway. If you get three QBs before the Lions pick at six, and then you consider facts like Seattle might be willing to look the other way with Carter and that Arizona likes Tyree Wilson more than Anderson, there that that's one out, outcome right there. Mm-hmm. Four QBs is another outcome. Yeah, um, I kind of feel like the Lions are in a boat where they either go get some quarterback that they really like or – yeah. They don't, and Will Anderson falls to them because somebody else is getting the QBs that they like. Yep. All right, so Will Anderson at pick six. Pick 18, the Lions have the two first-round picks this year. Um, all right, so the board fell interesting because the guy I, I was thinking for them, Darnell Wright, went at pick 17. Miles Murphy, well, they wouldn't be interested if they took Anderson. but And then Joey Porter Jr. also went early, so – they have Bijan at, yeah, Bijan's available, Dalton Kincaid, Kalijah Kansi, Brian Branch, Deontay Banks. That's probably the cluster there. I guess you could throw in Addison or Quinton Johnston as well. I think I would uh, lean Banks. Uh, no one, none of those corners are on the roster past 2023 after Sutton, who they signed in free agency. Yeah, I think... I think I would lean Bijan or Branch, actually. For what I think, if we're talking about what I think they will do, I think it would be Bijan or Branch. Do you think adding Bijan when you don't add a new QB is a mistake? Because you're going to make your team probably better for sure. You're going to. Well, if they don't, if they don't go QB, then they're they're 
obviously in it with Goff. So. Yeah, but that doesn't make it the right decision. Oh, yeah, I know. I'm. We're just talking strictly in terms of what they're likely to do. I just think they. I know for a fact that they like Bijan. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm not. Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm thinking of you. You're good. Bijan seems like a player that is going to make many teams better than they probably should be. If if he lands, unless he lands in like a good spot, like Philly or Kansas City somehow, or some you know Buffalo, a teams that probably need to consider upgrading QB. He's going to give you like an extra win or two in the season at least. Yeah, it's hard for me to commit to that because he is a running back. But I mean, uh, I mean, well, that's the, the the Lions are in a win now season though. They're not they're not playing for draft capital next year at all. So, no, they're not. But they also shouldn't be committing themselves to having to pay golf because they can't even try to trade up. Be you know, like the Eagles did with Wentz a few years ago, like the Chiefs did to get Mahomes. If you know, back when that happened. All right. So do we put Hendon Hooker on the board here then? That'd be fine with me. Lions fans would revolt. <laughs> they hate Hooker. I don't know why. Well, I do know why. It's because the, the media is generally down on Hooker, age, ACL, scheme, blah, blah, blah. Um, I say we go Brian Branch here. Okay. That's adding a defensive back for that team is yeah, I mean, a he's, good he's thing as well. Chauncey Gardner Johnson clone. He can also play one of the safety spots. Tracy Walker coming off the ACL. I think it makes a lot of sense. Completes that secondary for this year. So, all right, pick forty-eight. Now they went defense, defense. I think now is the time they're probably looking to go offense. Um, I'm seeing. So we have. A bunch of good receivers available. I'm not even going to go through the list because it's that Josh Downs to Michael Wilson range. Every one of them is there. Steve Avila, guard TCU, tight end Sam Laporta. Um, I would probably, I would, I would probably go Steve Avila here. Really, you think they're? And they got a pretty solid offensive line. As it is, they Laporta is a guy that would be an immediate upgrade over every tight end they have. Yeah, the thing with like so the Laporta, well, this sim is kind of it. I don't know. Laporta, Musgrave, and Kraft are all on the board board right now. So that's tough. So Avila. So the, the guard situation is interesting, Chris, because they have uh, Halapote Vitai, who's basically has one year left on his deal. He took a pay cut this year too. He's definitely not on solid ground. Graham Glasgow is on the one year flyer as the they they like him as the. Um, swing interior offensive lineman. He can play left guard, center, right guard. So they kind of want him in a reserve role. And then Jonah Jackson's an expiring deal, and he's going to get freaking paid. So I think adding a body, like a high-level talent body, and Avila's such a culture fit, man. I don't know if you saw the the TCU Georgia tape. Yep. <laughs> We've talked about this. Like This is this is going to be a Dan Campbell guy. I know they've done their homework on him, too. They had him in for a visit and all that. So, um. I don't know, it's tough. I know that I do know they really like Laporta too, though. So, what are they, I, is there? So they pick again in seven picks. Who's more likely to be there in seven picks? Any of the tight? I don't. 
I, to me, Laporta versus Musgrave versus Kraft is not as big of a drop off than Avila to probably whoever you know whatever. Yeah, I think next I agree. Guard. I think Avila is the last good offensive lineman probably available. Period. Right. All right. Let's go. Let's go. Avila. Pick fifty five. Laporta's still there, so obvious choice. Pick yeah, I think so. Laporta. Probably going to go what wide out at eighty one here. Let's see who's. That's what I was going to bring up because with the Jamison Williams suspension, you know who knows what they you know the, you know he misses all his rookie most of his rookie year. Now he's going to yeah. miss his his sophomore year. Are they losing, getting they, annoyed with him. Who knows? But and they were honestly probably drafting one without the Jamison Williams news. I think they're right. definitely. Dra- I mean, Marvin Jones is going to play significant snaps this year, if not. Well, yeah isn't ideal or Caleb Raymond somebody's playing a lot of snaps yeah um so this comes down to Tank Dell Rasheed Rice Marvin Mims Michael Wilson A.T. Perry Jaden Reed I'm probably gonna go A.T. Perry here if I'm them he gives you kind of what you're losing with Chark departure yep and then Caleb played in Jameson's role last year did very well in that role so I think I think A.T. Perry kind of gives you a good starter uh, six four wingspan, ball skills, deep threat, yada yada yada. Yeah, I like that. that. All right, at Perry eighty one. All right, that that's it for the Lions. Then in their hall, you know what we didn't look at. We didn't look at available corners. <clears throat> I do think there's a chance they could wait on receiver. They did get Amon around the fourth round a couple of years ago. Maybe they feel like they can do the same thing this year. So their hall was Will Anderson Jr. at pick six. Coming back with another Alabama guy, Brian Branch at pick 18, Steve Avila, TCU, guard, Sam Laporta, Iowa tight end, and A.T. Perry, Wake Forest wide receiver. That's a ridiculous haul, to be honest. But I think all four of those guys are in my top 50, or all five (laughs) of those guys. Figures. You give the Lions a good draft. I know. I know. Um, All right. Raiders. What's the trade-up likelihood, you think, for the Raiders at this point? Um, I, feel I, like they're not, I feel like they're not discussed often with potentially a trade-up as potentially a QB needy team. Like, we've talked, you know, Titans trading up, I feel like, more. We've obviously talked yeah. Lions more, Colts moving up even a spot. Raiders is not oh, a team. We already picked for the Raiders. Yeah, we had them trade up, didn't we? Yeah. So we had. So now we're picking for the Cardinals here. Raiders traded up for Stroud. No, no, no. We did. We did the Cardinals draft. We did. Yeah, we just had them trade down. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. All right. So now we're picking for the Raiders at three. Though they came up for Stroud, right? Uh, that sounds right. Yep. Yeah. Or no, it was Richardson. It was Richardson. It was Richardson. It was Richardson. Yeah. Yeah. So Anthony Richardson to the Raiders at third overall. So I'm just going to randomly select a player here to get the sim trucking. All right, at pick 38 now, uh, the board fell interesting. So f- and Aduke Uzoma seems to be there every second-round pick. I'm not sure why, what's going on in PFF sim that makes that happen. But Jameer Gibbs is there. We've already mocked him somewhere. Darnell Washington, tight end, Georgia. Um, they do have a hole there at tight end. Yes. Um, Josh Downs, Jack Campbell, Tyreek Stevenson, Tank Dell, DJ Turner. They need corner. They need edge. 
They actually honestly need a little bit of everything. Yeah, they need a little bit of everything. It's Darnell like, Washington does sound like a Josh McDaniels Patriots oh, player. Heck yeah. <laughs> heck yeah, he does. But I'm, I... I'm cool with it. All right, let's do it. it. Darnell Washington. He'll help that run game a ton as well. All right, pick 70. Um, Some good corners available. Clark Phillips the third, who I think actually fits the, the Patriots scheme quite a bit. Um, and I know this isn't the actual Patriots, but it is the Patriots West. Tra- uh, Travius Hodges Tomlinson, Darius Rush, other corners available. You've got Antonio Johnson, safety from Texas A&M. I, I do think he's a, a very good prospect. They're start- Oh, they did sign what? Marcus Epps? Yeah, but that's that shouldn't <laughs> prohibit them from drafting a safety. I think no, I think this has got to be corner. They corner. Are- Let's go Clark Phillips then. Yeah. All right, Clark Phillips, Utah. He can play a lot of man. He also does okay in, in uh, zone as well. All right, pick 100. What are you thinking here? There's still uh, Jordan Battle, safety from Alabama, who's more of that box safety, similar to Epps. Uh, Anthony Johnson Jr., safety from Iowa State. Kobe Turner, tackle from Wake Forest. You think they double-tap corner potentially? I mean, they – their starting corner projected starting corners are Duke Shelley and Nate Hobbs. They've got well, they brought in uh, David Long Jr. Correct? Yes, I was just gonna say they. Okay, I mean he's not like a needle mover, but right. They they, they could double, double tap corner. So their if they're secondary doing... has just been such a problem. Like I I could I'd be fine with going safety too. They don't really. I mean, yeah, Epps is gonna be one starter, but Trevon, um, what's his name? What's Trevon Morig? Yeah, Morig. Is not a great other safety. I loved him so much coming out. I'm hoping he turns it around here. He's still young. He's like 23. Yeah. I think they can get by. A, a, I mean, Chandler Jones and Max Crosby is probably yes. one of the better edge duos in the league. It is. It's just expensive and aging. Yes. As far as uh, Jones goes. but um, Yeah. let's. So, Corey Trice is here. Purdue corner. Really like him. Travis Travis Hodges Tomlinson is here, which I feel like we've mocked him already. Um, yeah, we're, it seems like we're always in this range when we're looking at yep. safeties and corners. Yeah, it's a deep draft for for corner in the spot. Jalen Jones, I feel like it's a little bit of a reach, but I don't know. Maybe Jordan Battle is the pick. Yeah, I kind of like it the more I think about it. Yeah. All right, Jordan Battle, safety Alabama. So Raiders – this is a good haul. I mean, QB of the future in Anthony Richardson, tight end Darnell Washington from Georgia, and then they go defensive back, defensive back, and Clark Phillips and Jordan Battle. You happy with that one? Yep. All right. Falcons at eight. Falcons. So I feel like they're definitely a trade back candidate, especially with Eagles. Seems like the Eagles and the and the Bears like similar players. I've heard. Did we they, uh did we send Carter anywhere yet? Do you remember? Yeah, he went year? to Seattle at five. Uh, that's the only player I see the Eagles swapping with the Falcons here. I've, you know, I'm not going to name sources, but I've heard from people that they they really like uh, Darnell Wright, 
and they want to get out of Chicago for Darnell Wright. So interesting. Um, and I know the Falcons like Nolan Smith. They can probably get him at ten if the Eagles are moving up for. Yeah, that's no, no, why we don't I, have to force a trade though. We can just no. well, Nolan Smith is who I think I w- I would I like giving the Falcons here. I feel like yeah, that's same. what they're leaning towards. I, I think he can. Let's just do that then. We'll just mock it straight up. Yeah, Nolan Smith at pick eight. I like that. I think that's it's a good fit for them. Pick forty four. Same pool of guys that we get every time. <laughs> um, the only Jack Campbell is here, linebacker from Iowa. You think they consider that because they kind of need? They actually are really thin at linebacker. Like, like you're not lying. Like super thin. Caden yeah. Ellis and Troy Anderson. Anderson was a second round pick last year, so maybe they view him as, you know, a, a good player. Michael Walker is more of like a special teams guy. Nate Landman, I don't even know who Nate Landman is. I'm not going to lie to you. They definitely need linebacker. Yeah, I like going linebacker. If they're going to stick with this, Desmond Ritter is our QB. We're not yeah. – and in this in this simulation, not adding really any offensive early firepower. Like they got to be prepared to win some games with their defense. Yeah, agreed. Um, they brought in some free agent receivers too, Scott, Scott Miller and Mac Hollins. Needle movers, no, but perhaps they did that so they don't have to force receiver here because there's really not a guy. Those feel like uh, Zacchaeus departure replacements for me. They're those guys. Yeah. I mean, maybe Matt Collins is slightly better, but like. I'm, who's going to play in the slot, though? Like, Scotty Miller's not really a slot guy. He's a speed, speed outside guy. Um, it makes you wonder if they'd consider Josh Downs here. That's but, not a bad option. They really don't have a good slot receiver on their roster. Like, not even the depth guys are. They should like be able Kedero to get Hodge, I guess. Maybe. Hodge is big. He's like 6'4", 220. Yeah. I'm trying to yeah. remember who they what they did last year. I guess it was all Zacchaeus. I mean, they're going to play a lot of 12 personnel with Pitts and Janu, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Janu plays in the slot. Or Pitts, yeah. whatever one. All right, should we go Jack Campbell here then? Yeah. Linebacker, Jack Campbell, Iowa. They'll be able to find a slot. Yeah, so Tank Dell is still available here. I think that's perfect for what they need. Yeah, I would agree with that. He's Yeah, Fitz really, you know, Drake London and Kyle Pitts are bigger guys. Yep. Gives them some speed. And John is uh, a bigger quickness. guy, obviously. All right, Tank Dell at 75. That was easy. Only, only three picks makes it easy. <laughs> uh, so their haul was... Yeah, Georgia edge defender Nolan Smith, Iowa linebacker Jack Campbell, and wide receiver from Houston Tank Dell. They've thrown a ton of resources. If this if this scenario plays out, a ton of resources on defense. Calais Campbell, David Onyemeta, Bud Dupree, uh, Jesse Bates, Jeff Okuda. They they Mike got Hughes. a they. <laughs> You know, even in free agency, we I think we were saying it that we're like, what do the Falcons think that they are a lot better than? Everybody else seems to think they are because they were, you know, adding Jesse Bates, you know, putting in Calais Campbell kind of win now pieces that for a team that has Desmond Ritter as their starting quarterback. Well, that's why the Ritter, this is year three for this regime. They like, they got to start progressing at some point, you know? So yeah, they're, they're definitely, they're heading straight towards QB purgatory territory. Yeah. All right. Chicago at pick nine, you know, the debate for, here is probably going to be like, do they go Skaronsky or do we trust reports that they like Darnell Wright? 
I've heard that they also like Lucas Van Ness quite a bit. If they took Van Ness in the top 10, I, I would probably throw myself off a bridge. Van Ness is the guy that keeps – because he gets mocked to the Eagles a lot. He is he is the most talked about top 10 player. Where I just don't – I just don't understand it. I just don't I, – I don't understand it either. I don't see it. I don't – I don't get the hype. I, he's been – it's got to be a traits thing, right? Like he's he's got all the tools and just and just raw and didn't play a lot. He does that's the sad part. Well, he started zero that. games for Iowa, by the way. I know. Well, I heard that was a, a senior. Like there's a senior ahead of him, and Iowa yeah, that's just... called that's called a heavy dose of copium. Yeah, like oh, seniors don't play at Iowa, or seniors only seniors play at Iowa. Well, that's not necessarily true. You don't have to tell me. I don't think it's a dumb excuse too. I'm just pointing. Yeah. It's not like you know this guy was a freshman. I know exactly. So, and if he's a top ten talent, you're gonna you're telling me you're not right. keeping a top ten talent off the field because especially when I was getting their ass kicked all season yes. long. <laughs> you know, like, uh, all right. So, you, what are you feeling here, Skaronsky, Van Ness, or Darnell Wright? I feel like I want it to be Skaronsky because he there's just so little chance it doesn't work out for him, whether it's a guard or tackle. But I'm. I feel pretty strongly at this point that he teams view him more as a guard and he's yeah. not going to go in the top 10. I will say the bears are so desperate though, that it might not matter They're, I mean, they're the only team that I think it that yeah. has a chance of taking him at this point in the top 10 anyway. All right. We got to make a call. Um, I'm torn. Let me think. Let's go. Let's go. Skaronsky. All right. Skronsky, and then you want to go right? Oh, sorry. Hold on. We still have we have still to finish the Bears mock. <laughs> they have three second round picks. How did well, they we get can... the third one? Because uh, one of them is from Carolina, but they, they traded, traded theirs to Steelers. Baltimore. Okay, Roquan Smith, and then sixty four yes, is actually a third round pick, not a second round pick. Okay. That yeah. Sense? Yeah. Yep. That's right. All right. So fifty three, sixty one, sixty four. I mean, we could do just about it. They still have holes literally everywhere on their team. So yeah, I want to get them a weapon, another receiver at some point here. But um, what about Zach Charbonnet here? Pick fifty three. Is that too early? I don't think it's too early. No, I'm fine. I think that's they're, they're a run heavy team. He fits well with Fields too. He fits very well. Like we saw Charbonnet and Dorian Thompson Robinson, who's very similar to Fields in UCLA, have yeah. you know have a really good read option run game. Yep. Um Khalil Herbert for it doesn't seem like they love him for whatever reason, even though his efficiency metrics are insane. Yep. Uh they actually added a, Travis Homer and Deontay Foreman. I mean, that's a lot of Oh, maybe guys that have had playing about time. Foreman, dude. Dang it. Maybe not Charbonnet then. You you think they believe in Foreman that much? No, but I think the combo of Foreman, Foreman, uh, Herbert, and Homer, Homer. Like, it kind of fills all your roles. Oh yeah, you can definitely get by. But oh, what not... do you think? Um, what about uh, another option? Would be DJ Turner, corner from Michigan. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. I, I think they can. They could add a Tank Bigsby or something later. Yeah, if, they, if we really want to give them a running back. All right, pick sixty-one. You have Cedric Tillman, Marvin Mims, Rashi Rice, John Mingo. Wow, that's late for Mingo. 
it is late for Mingo. I think he'll probably go earlier. But uh, Tyler Scott, we haven't mocked him yet. All those guys would be disgusted. I, Mingo or Scott would probably be my vote here. Yeah, I feel like both of them aren't going to be at this pick, but yes. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where one of these receivers is going to fall. It's it, In most of the Sims I've seen, it's going to be A.T. Perry. That's going to be there in the late second. But should you like – I'm trying to think. DJ Moore and Mingo have some overlap. I would go – Mooney's going to play in the slot. Yeah, and then you got Claypool doing Chase Claypool things. I would, I would, they don't have anyone close to Tyler Scott's speed True. on the team. Tyler Scott, it is. Boom. All right. Pick 64 to round out the hall. So they've gone offensive line to corner and receiver. I'm trying to think if there's any good D linemen available. Derek Hall's here. I don't know why, but Edge from Auburn, he's very good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like adding to the defense here, whatever. Siaki Ika's here too. Big nose tackle. They play – they don't – they wouldn't really use a nose tackle super strongly though, would they? Yeah, yeah. Ika can play in an even or an odd front. doesn't okay. matter. He's going to play one one or zero technique, though. Um, Let's give them some edge firepower. They don't have... Okay. Let's go Derek Hall. Boom. I guess pick 64 is not that late for Derek Hall. I was thinking round three, but it's really not It's basically round, round two. Yeah. Um, all right. So to recap their Hall... Pick nine, they went Peter Skaronsky, tackle from Northwestern, or guard, however you look at him. 53, they went cornerback from Michigan, DJ Turner. Pick 61, they went Tyler Scott, wide receiver Cincinnati. That might be my favorite pick of all of the mocks we've done so far, by the way. And then pick 64, they went edge, Derek Hall. I love, I like, we have we saw field success with Olave. Um, Tyler Scott's a similar player to Olave, but he's probably even faster more track yes. speed yes. so i i think that's a great fit yeah he should unlock it. stuff for mooney underneath dj Moore to do his yeah. thing then you got commit and claypool is kind of your bigger guys yeah yeah claypool is like a deep threat but he's like a contested catch deep threat and yeah. when you have an inaccurate quarterback that just doesn't work <laughs> as we've talked about um more is capable of winning deep as well but it's just not like not really his game. You want him short and intermediate and getting him yards after the catch opportunities. So I, is, I think you're right. Scott is, is a math changer for them. Does this end Velas Jones's chances of being anything in the NFL in terms of receiver? I know he could still return Maybe, punts yeah. and whatnot. Yeah, probably very does. similar, you know, speed guy. He was just old. Well, yeah, I mean, he's probably nearing, you know, retirement phase. So. <laughs> dentures. He had to order some dentures this week, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, it's funny that we live in a space where, like, you can call a 25 year old guy old. 26. He's old. Well, he's 26 now. now yeah. But when he was drafted, it was like, oh, this dude's ancient. Yeah. You know, he's ancient. He's 25. <laughs> All right. Rounding out the three round mock series, we have the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, Chris, you can just go ahead and do this one. <laughs> um, so 
<laughs> so this is kind of disaster scenario for me. If the, Carter is gone, ideally they trade out of this spot, especially if none of the other tackles are off the board. But that's not how, that's not how they're going to look at it, though. They probably have a tackle or two they like. Yes, and if you're telling me that they definitely like Darnell Wright, I think O line is definitely something they're willing to add in this draft, despite it not filling, you know, an immediate need. Yeah. So you want Darnell Wright? Yeah, let's do it. I haven't really thought about this path before. Wright can also play right guard for you guys while he, you know, waits for someone else to move on. Lane Johnson to retire or whatever. Yeah, I guess. Which yeah. I don't even know if that's on the horizon. <laughs> yeah. Um, pick 30. So on the board, this is ridiculous. This happened in my mock I did too. Brian Branch is here. Yeah, it's Brian Branch then. It's just clicking. <laughs> yeah. Eagles won't even they won't even have to tell the Eagles they're on the clock. They'll already be up there with the card. All right. Brian Branch at pick 30. So we mocked Branch twice though. We gave him the Lions too at 18. That's all right though. Yeah. All right. Pick 62. Um, this is rough to say the least for you guys. Sam Laporta, Tank Dell, DJ Turner, Zach Charbonnet, um, Antonio Johnson, Luke Weipler, Cedric Tillman, Clark Phillips, Nick Herberg. I kind of like the corners here. Um, I know we've given both Clark Phillips and DJ Turner to other teams, but the Darius Slay deal is still, I'm not even totally sure what it is and how long he's actually under contract for. Uh, Bradbury's locked up for a while, but both of the guys are older nonetheless. And adding some more secondary depth, I don't think is a bad idea. Unless there's a safety you really. Well, we, you took branch already. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we took branch. But there is, I mean, Antonio Johnson is here. Um, what about edge or D line? It's not really. Let me see. Nothing there. Kobe Turner, Siaka Ika, Moro Ojomo are the interior guys. I like them. It just feels early for all three of them. Herberg, Derek Hall, Isaiah McGuire, Carl Brooks, Byron Young, KJ Henry. Yeah, there's nothing. Dried up quick. Um, What about um, Darius Rush, corner from South Carolina? He's long. He's fast. He can play off zone coverage. He can play press man. doesn't matter. He yeah, can, He actually, my comp for him is uh, James Bradbury. So he fits the type that they like. Yeah, that's fine with me. Darius Rush. All right. Pick 94. So... Kobe Turner is there, defensive tackle. He's a three-tech. So if you're looking to replace Hargrave's production, I think, you know, it's potential for that. He's obviously not that level of prospect, but... I'd be shocked if the Eagles don't add a defensive lineman somewhere in the top three rounds. So Ojomo is available, the Texas defensive tackle. He's also more of a three-technique. Um. He's only 21 years old. Kobe Turner is still there. Let me see about Edge. Carl Brooks is there. He's an interesting guy from Bowling Green. Mm-hmm. He's a 300-pound Edge guy. Probably plays interior at, at the NFL level. Isaiah McGuire, actually. It's a guy a lot of people like. 
Well, I kind of like the Carl Brooks one. The Eagles like right. guys that can play more than one position. And if he's, yeah. you know, like they love to line Brandon Graham up in inside on passing obvious passing downs and then get an extra like speed rusher, more fast guy on the field. I could see that being something they like to do with him as Graham retires yeah. eventually. All right. To recap, the Eagles at pick 10 selected Darnell Wright, tackle from Tennessee. At pick 30, they went defensive back Brian Branch from Alabama. At pick 62, they went corner Darius Rush from South Carolina. And pick 94, they went edge slash D-tackle Carl Brooks from Bowling Green. Not too shabby for the Eagles. Um, So out of all the team. If you can recall what we did yesterday, Chris, what was what do you think your favorite pick of the of the Sims were? Um, Brian Branch at thirty to the Eagles. <laughs> well, yes, because the value is absurd. But I we mean, cheated with that one because we gave him to the Lions at eighteen in a previous Sim, so he wasn't he should not have been there, Chris. We weren't keeping good track of this. Saying it still could happen. Um, other than that, I'm trying to remember some of the ones we did yesterday. We should like have done this favorite pick of the day, not <laughs> okay. Do favorite pick of the day then. Um, one thing I find interesting we didn't mock Bijan anywhere, we really didn't mock running backs in general. There, we did Gibbs, I think. Well, to be fair, the only you're basically if we're doing the first three rounds, you're really only picking between Bijan in the first, Gibbs in the late first, early second, Charbonnet in the late second, early third, and then the rest are kind of just up in the air. And and we're doing the top ten picks, so a lot of them don't have late third round picks. Yeah, it's true. Um, um, I think my favorite pick was Tyler Scott to the Bears. I'm standing on that. Yeah, I like that one. Didn't we mock Gibbs somewhere yesterday? Yeah, we did. Was it Arizona? It was. I do I do like that pick. I think he compliments what James Conner does for them in a big way. And they just they need explosive playmakers on that team. Like none of the none of the guy Marquise Brown hasn't quite lived up to it. The Rondell Moore certainly hasn't either, and whatever else they have at receiver is nothing special. Well, assuming Hopkins is gone. Right. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, I like Gibbs. I like that pick because the the Cardinals are definitely going to do something dumb. It's just what they do. So at least if they're going to do something dumb, draft a good player, like a really good (laughs) player. Just probably not at a position they should prioritize. Oh, yeah, I definitely would agree with that. It's probably not the best (laughs) long-term option but i do like the fit a lot all right right on that's gonna do it well i will be back tomorrow with hopefully a a special guest um and then it's on it's on to the draft at that point and there there's gonna be so much draft coverage obviously at fantasypoints.com you can find the prospect guide which we're still updating still going to be some some profiles thrown in i'll probably even continue writing some up after the draft just to make sure we get some in there for guys that are interesting and then let's see my top 150 is on the site as well so if you just want to get a quick glimpse at the top 150 um, that is easy to do you can find the uh, my predictive mock will be out tomorrow 
um, probably tomorrow evening. That will be my last mock of the series. It'll actually be what I think will happen, not what I want to happen or what I would do. Anything else I'm missing? Oh, the live stream. Jeez. Uh, day one and day two live stream coverage from Fantasy Points. It's going to be me and Scott mostly with rotating guests. Chris will be on both nights for sure. Um, Joe Dolan will be on. John Hansen's going to make appearances. Graham Barfield will be on. It's going to be a fun night. Producer Thomas, I'm sure, will be there to annoy Scott too, so that's always going to be fun. <laughs> All right, guys. That's going to do it. Chris, thanks for joining us. Yep. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Fantasy Points Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite platform. And come join the roster at FantasyPoints.com. Fantasy Points.